There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another edition of the Panther Rants podcast hosted by Willat Harris. Well, it's Monday morning. And I guess in the case of us pit fans, it's post mortem. Well, it's been it's been post mortem actually. As um, yours truly, actually, I got lots lot of stuff wrong. You know, for the last podcast, I thought Live Lindsay State was on Saturday. Nope, was on Thursday night. I guess it helps to read. Then again, that's probably why you know we. Had so many people with these loan crises, you know, years back, you know, when they had those, when they lost their homes or whatever, and it's because they were signing on loans that they didn't bother to read the terms. And of course, the monthly payment went up and interest rate went up. Yeah, it's always good to read, you know, from top to bottom what happens because they always got to sneak something in. But getting back to. Football. I thought Pitt was going to win this one. I uh, even said that morning on Twitter, Saturday morning, I said I, I said Pitt by ten points. I thought they would win by ten. I just didn't th- think that Syracuse would provide that much of a threat. I mean, they would give Pitt a game. It was going to be high scoring like it was last year, but I thought that Pitt would be able to handle them. And to be honest with you, that first half, Pitt had every opportunity to take control of that game. Defense actually played pretty well up until that point. Uh, you know, it was for the most part they did. It just they offense, you know, let them down again. And if you watch the game, I mean, starting off, I mean, there was a bunch. They were. Syracuse scored early with a field goal, and it was like Pitt just traded a bunch of three and outs with them. And, I mean, the defense was getting stops. The offense just wasn't moving the ball. Part of it was play calling. Sean Watson called some plays that you wonder what the hell he was doing. You know, in a second and two, Pitt was, you know, at that point, Pitt was having a hard time moving the football. He calls for two pass plays, and neither one of them executed. And for the most part, Max Brown had time to throw the football. You know, plus you know he was moving around the pocket. It seemed as, as if though he was getting a lot more confident from the Rice game. He was able to step up, make throws. I mean, he, you know, it seemed like the jitters were gone. But he got hurt. And I think what made things a lot worse was the fact that Pitt's only offensive weapon in that game was just was uh not Jester We uh Jordan Whitehead. 
Pitt couldn't run the ball, and I thought they would be able to. I was totally wrong on that one. Defensively, Pitt did fine. It's just they were on the field too much, and when Max Brown gets hurt in the third quarter, and you got a replacement with Danucci, well, <laughs> bad things happen. I mean, Pitt, you know, Pitt made a comeback at the end. They just couldn't get a stop. And what made it worse was they burned the red shirt of Kenny Pickett for, for just one pass. <laughs> one freaking pass, that's it. So now you got Kenny Pickett in the mix because Max Brown is out for who Lord knows how long. I actually feel bad for the kid. Just as he was getting his, you know, his stuff together. This happens. And um but if you look at the if you look at the box score from that game, you know, Danucci didn't have a bad day. I mean, fifteen twenty two, one sixty one. No T's, no picks though. But the disturb but the stir the um the stirring part is in the, is is actually just the offensive stats. I mean for one thing, receiving Pitt's playmaker receiver is Rafael I'm not even gonna pronounce his last name, but Lopez. He had seven catches for hundred yards. I mean he's been pretty much been Pitt's consistent performer on offense this year. I mean he's actually he makes catches, he makes plays. And um the uh tandem of Wea and Henderson I mean they they've been a disappointment. You know, they haven't lived up to their hype from last year. We was supposed to have a breakout year. It hasn't really happened cuz he you know, he had momentum going in from last year. I mean, some of it's quarterback play. Other, other parts of it is when a ball's thrown to him, he's not catching it. Same with Henderson. I'm not even sure what's going on with him. He was, I mean, he was expected to step up, and it hasn't happened. So all in all, it's it's you know it's a shame. Rushing. It's never a good thing when Pitt's leading rusher is Jordan Whitehead. Quadrillison, 28 yards on six carries. Darren Hall, three carries, 19 yards. I mean, they just... Somebody in that backfield is going to have to step up, and that's what's killing Pitt right now. No, nobody has. You could blame part of it on offensive line play because the offensive line has been a disappointment. All in all. But I mean, Max Brown had time to throw the ball. At least gave him that. But on the other side of it, on the you know, they're not running the football. But um Pitt's defense isn't has been a surprise so far. They're starting to take hold. I mean the front four is really they they had pressure. I mean, of course they gave up three hundred and fifty five yards passing the defense, but it was because they were in the field so so long in that second half. 
of course, you know, the, the, the linebackers, you know, that's been a, a big question mark, a big worry as well. But they've been stepping up as well. I mean, the, the secondary step, stepping up. I mean, the defense is, you know, it's taken hold. It's just the offense is crappy right now. And that's just the, you know, the common uh, threshold with pit football is we can never get every single freaking piece of the puzzle together. Last year, we had a dynamite offense. If we had just had some sort of defense last year, they would, have won, they would have won more than eight games. It's just all it's like It's like when they have defense, they, have, they don't have offense. When they don't have offense, when they have offense, they don't have defense. But for a while, I mean, even under Paul Chris in his final year there, Pitt had a really badass offense. <laughs> they just couldn't play defense. I mean, this program in the last few years could have won more games if they just had it all together. And that's the frustrating part of being a Pitt fan is that. But Pitt lost today by three to Syracuse, and, you know, Pitt – was up 10-3. They let Syracuse get seven points before the half was over. So Q's got momentum. Third quarter, it was a mess. Max Brown gets hurt. Pitt can't, Pitt can't move the ball. Syracuse piles up on points. Pitt tries to come back in the end. They cut the lead to three. And they couldn't get a goddamn stop on defense. They did. It just, there was 50 seconds left. And even though, even if Pitt would have won this game, I st- but you know barely by Syracuse, I still wouldn't have felt good for the rest of the season. They got NC State next week, and I'm not really feeling good about that game either. NC State just beat, just beat uh, Louisville. And they're just they're they're twentieth right and they're just doing really good and I'd be surprised if Pitt wins any more games the rest of the year. <laughs> it might be a down year. It's obviously this is gonna be the down year, but whatever it is, they gotta figure it out because it's not looking good. And if we're looking around the ACC, you know, NC State Won a huge game against Louisville at home, and uh, yeah, that's that was a huge game for for, for them. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson, despite the loss, he had a big. You know, he put up some big yardage. I mean, he had three. I mean, he the guy tried to carry them, carry him on his back, but in the end, it just didn't work out for him. You know, Clemson hammers uh, Wake. And I think Wake beat the spread on that one. Only won by two touchdowns. That was expected. I mean, Clemson's in the driver's seat, but the, but the uh, match between Clemson and uh, NC State will be it. It's going to be an interesting one. But one team that's coming out of the coastal that, that may make things really interesting is Miami. They're 13th ranked. <laughs> they beat Florida State on a last-second touchdown. They're looking really good right now. Can they win the Coastal? It's it, it, They have a chance. But they got to face Tech, and Tech just beat Boston College to the, you know, by 13. 
North Carolina is bad this year, and they're, you know they were due for a down year. Virginia has been a big surprise as well. They won over the weekend. You know Georgia Tech didn't play, but I mean, of course, for the coastal, you're looking. You're, I mean, you're looking at Miami, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and of course in the uh, Atlantic. Clemson's in the driver's seat, but NC State is undefeated still in ACC play, so that's going to be an interesting development there. And if you look at the rest of the top 25 of the weekend, Penn State beat Northwestern with no problem at all. Saquon Barkley was held under 100 yards, but he scored two touchdowns. So, Penn State, you know, they have a stretch coming up pretty soon with Michigan State. I believe it's, I believe it's Michigan State. Let me take a look here. Yep, in two weeks, Penn State, Penn State's, a, Penn State's off next week, but they got Michigan at home, which should be a good one. They have to go at the shoe to play Ohio State the next week. And then they got Michigan State at, at Michigan State. So it's going to be a tough stretch there. If they can get through it, they're pretty much in the driver's seat for the Big Ten title. And more, more likely, they're probably going to be, as much as, <laughs> much as us Pitt fans really hate this predicament, they have a really they have a really um, good shot to meet, be in the college football playoff. I mean, they're they're in the projections right now in the top four, but uh, they get through the they get through these next three games. They're pretty much in the playoffs because I because after that they got Rutgers, Nebraska, and Maryland, and they got whoever in the um, for the Big Ten title, which is probably gonna be Wisconsin. And Wisconsin really isn't that good. So they have that going for them. You know, Georgia's been a big surprise. I mean, we all thought they would they would drop off with uh with Jim Cheney being their offensive coordinator, but obviously they have found some magic there. But of course, they're going to have to go through Bama. The, the, the SEC title goes through Bama, no matter what. So, all I can say is good luck. You'll need that. And Bama barely beat Texas A&M. Well, not really barely. I mean, the game was probably never in doubt. I don't think they were. I don't think they were ever in danger of losing that game. But uh, Michigan, you know, they did Michigan things under Harbaugh and dropped a uh, fourteen ten heartbreaker, which uh, you know they had a chance in in the end, you know, to score, but just didn't work out. I mean, I watched Michigan play, and they just I don't know. Good defense, but there's nothing all that that impresses me about what what Harbaugh's doing so far. He obviously needs a quarterback. 
and you hope a core can do it. And of course, the Big 12 matchup of the weekend was West Virginia and TCU, and of course, College Game Day was there. TCU would beat would win that one 31-24. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it to West Virginia. I mean, they they come and they compete. But Dana Holgers has been our coach for how long now? Since we hired Todd Graham. So he's been there a while, so he's had time to build. Because it, it, it seemed like he was pre in doubt at one point. He had some down years, but then he pulled off a, you know, a double-digit win, you know, win total last year. And he's got them back, and you know, they're, they're in the top 25 again. So he's, you know, you know, they're building. I mean, that, you, you could probably say TCU's in the driver's seat for the Big 12. But uh, Oklahoma lost. I mean, anything can happen in the Big 12. ACC, obviously, going back to that, Clemson's in the driver's seat. Penn State's in the driver's seat in the Big, in the Big Ten. Pac-12, it's wide open. You got Washington and you got Washington State. You know, Mike Leach has them up and coming. For Washington, you have Chris Peterson. He's doing big things. And, of course, in the SEC, like going back to that, you have Bama. But finishing up, going back to Pitt. Pitt also in recruiting had a decommit is one of those cases where a kid gets offered by his quote-unquote dream school, which is Stanford. And I wouldn't take this too, this, this recruiting loss too bad. I want to take it. I want to actually. I want, I want to say too bad. I want, I want to take this recruiting loss too too rough. You know. But as far as how the uh, things have turned, Pitt has to you know close in on some other prospects and one player in particular, Quantel Reigns, I believe his name is. But supposedly he's hanging to – the indications is he's hanging to West Virginia, which sucks for Pitt. But you could blame Matt House for, you know, and Paul Chris for that little aliquippa to uh, West Virginia pipeline that's developed all of a sudden because they obviously didn't think much of Drayvon Henry, and that's when he ended up going to West Virginia instead of Pitt. And of course, there was that Russell Russell Shell development where he was supposedly dragging the staff as well after after leaving. But you know that wasn't Pitt's fault. I mean, they gave the guy so much leverage, you can't really do much else for him. Whatever it is, whatever it is he needed to get done, they can't do it for him. But but as the game has, I closed this podcast. I mean, it's just a bad game. I thought we would pull this one off because I didn't think Syracuse would be a big threat but you know it's a disappointing loss even if we would have barely won this game it would have been a disappointing win I mean it's still a win but you know it doesn't make you feel good for the rest of the season 
and all I can do now is not so much a bowl game, expecting you know, expect, trying to shoot for a bowl game, but we're just going to take this game by game now. You know, whatever happens, happens. That's all I can do at this point. I mean, keep supporting the team and keep showing up. I mean, but of course, I think Heather Like's going to have to uh, start uh, talking to her consulting company and see about getting probably paying people to go work to go sit sit in games because that's how you know bad this is going to be. But um, anyways, I'll close it here. Hell to pit. Bye.